the home team should have stayed. It went to him. This is it. Five seconds to go. Bridges for three. Yeah! Oh! The big star delivers. The big star delivers. And that's the big star. We're back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Spartans, Wolverines, and Beards podcast, the first episode of 2020. Mm-hmm. That means we've, mm-hmm. we're into our second year, not full year, not fiscal year, but calendar year. So, yeah. hey, that's a, that's a milestone. That's a milestone. We've made it 22 episodes now. Yeah. So, and we've had people telling us they've missed us, and they've been waiting for the podcast to come back. So we're doing something right. Yeah, we have we have fans. We have fans. <gasps> we have Isn't that fans. Amazing? Holy shit! So once again, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. It is fun to hear everybody's comments and thoughts and just everything about what we're doing. We appreciate it. It makes it a little more fun for us. Uh, if you haven't already, and I think a lot of you already have, but Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever streaming site you're listening to us on, like us, share it, subscribe, rate, review, do all that stuff, all the social media things. It just it helps. It really yeah. does. I've seen we this has been viewed and or listened to. Sorry, you can't view a podcast, but in I think I counted eight different countries. Yeah. Now. So yeah. I we, people are getting it. One way or another. Now, whether they listen every week or not, it's a different story. But, hey, it's a, it's a start. So yeah. we appreciate it. And, you know, it makes makes things a little better for us. So uh, looking into this week, we're going to kind of touch on the good, the bad, the ugly for the entire season for Michigan Michigan State football, being that the bowl games are now over. The full season's done, and we've got players that have left, declared, and transferred, and not, and all that. So we'll kind of do a little bit of that, and then we'll review the big pick'em week or the bowl pick'em extravaganza that we had. There was a big shift in the standings. Was it enough? Did I overcome the deficit? Is the question. That's the big question. Uh, and then we'll touch on the NFL. Couple news and notes there, lines, our thoughts on draft picks, kind of what we think and that they should and what they might do. And then to shut it down, we'll recap college basketball, what we've missed. Obviously, there was a rivalry game for this podcast. <laughs> it just happened last weekend. It was it was uh, handled in one direction, let's put it that way. <laughs> so we'll recap that a little bit and then look at the games to come the rest of this week and kind of thoughts and everything for college basketball. Uh, but first things first, we're going to kick off with uh, NFL coaching carousel. I mean, it's been in full swing, and we've got now, what, three new head coaches? Yeah, three new, technically four, because Ron Rivera. Oh, that's true. I forgot that, yeah. So yeah. we have four, so he was fired and hired in two months? I think less than. <laughs> so that's, that's not so bad. So he goes to the Redskins. That's an interesting hire. I mean, you know, I... I think where they're situated, I mean, where they're situated at in the draft this season, because they're two, right? They're two. They're two. I mean, they've drafted Sweat, Allen. They've got one other guy out there. Um, they have Ryan Kerrigan. So I mean, I mean, if you're gonna get a coach, Ron Rivera seems to be the best fit right. for that team. I mean, his players absolutely love him. Um, I think that's something that that franchise needs. I mean, he's been to Super Bowls. He's been to Super Bowls. I mean, as a player and a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I think think that's a really good hire. It's a different one. I mean, I didn't necessarily see that coming. But I think if you want to grow a young defense, 
I think that's the guy you want to take. And I think it kind of locks up the idea that Chase Young probably goes second for them if, yeah, he's not, I, if he doesn't go first. Yeah, I think Chase Young is pretty much a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And, let, and let, maybe, maybe he throws something crazy in there, but it just seems like it makes so much sense now. He could have a complete franchise-changing defensive right. line if he takes Young yeah. with, the, with the tools they already have. So then two other ones that we'll touch on quickly before the biggest one. Uh, the Giants hired Joe Judge, right? Yeah. Is that what the name was? I think it's I think so, something like that. Let me look. It's bad when you can't remember his name. He was the Patriots special teams yeah, coach, I believe. Special teams wide receivers coach. Yeah, so kind of to me it felt like they wanted Matt Rule. Yeah. Who went to Carolina for from Baylor shit for a money. pile of money. And once they struck out on him, they're like, Okay, now what can we do? kind of thing. Yeah. But it's just another line of Patriot assistant to a head coaching job. Yeah, and with and with the Matt Rule to Carolina, if you don't know, I think it was six years, 70? 70 something. Yeah, yeah. I heard seventy. Like, I don't know. If I it think was it's seventy something with incentives. That's crazy. Which is insane. But then I heard I heard somebody say that that's not a ton more than what his contract was at Baylor. He had because no. Baylor's a private school, so they yeah. don't have to disclose it. But it sounded like he had a monstrous contract there. Probably did. I mean. And I can't imagine what the buyout was. If, if the contract is set up to be that big, the buyout has to be just as big, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't you would think. I don't think Baylor would no. necessarily just say, oh, take, take yeah, all this exactly. money. Yeah, <laughs> Bye. Bye. So, yeah, that was – I think the Giants were just like, eh, we'll take him since we didn't get our guy. But I like Matt Rule to Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good coach. He just – I mean, he's been an offensive coach. He's been a defensive coach, so he knows both sides. And I feel like to be an NFL coach, that's kind of what you need. Yeah. You need. You don't have to be a guru at any one side, but to know both sides and be good at both sides because you are a game manager in the NFL, more so yeah. than college. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll benefit him. Oh, I do too. And and the, I guess some of the backstory to, to Rule to Carolina was he was supposed to interview with the Giants – like the day after his Carolina deal was finalized. And I guess like something happened where his agent had said, no, this is what we're looking at. The Giants are saying there's there's no way we're paying you that money. Yeah. And he said, okay. And yeah, that's, I heard that too, that he basically said, this is what they're offering. And they said, see ya. And, you know, and, and if you look at the openings, I mean, the, the jobs have been filled so far. I mean, you've got the Redskins. I mean, that's, that's a good – I mean, offensively, that – the tools are there that they could turn into a really good situation. Defensively, that could be good. I think the Panthers' job is a really good position. It's a very it. interesting yeah. job, you know, with Cam Newton's whole thing, and you, know, you have you McCaffrey. Have, that's, you have the fantasy god McCaffrey. Right. I mean, that's a very interesting position. And you've got a, a good young secondary. You've got yeah. Keekly. I mean, the Giants is not. That's not a terrible job either. There. There's some talent. There I mean, Danny sure. Dimes, if he can play to his potential, you've got. A Another freak of nature, Saquon Barkley. Danny Dimes. I Danny just, Dimes. I can't get off that. That's just funny. <laughs> Dropping Dimes. Yeah. So then I guess the last job that is still yet to be filled is the Cleveland job. Yeah, and there's lots of rumors. <sighs> you know, and I've been... We didn't talk about the other one that was filled, though. Oh, yeah. We'll get. We'll talk do, to that do one. That, do that one next. Yeah, so the, the next one, which it's, it's a hire. I don't... I don't know if that's what the Cowboys need, but if if you've been living under a rock, it's Mike McCarthy. It was so quick. 
Yeah. Like, they fired Garrett the next day they had McCarthy, so obviously they were working it, and that, was this who they wanted? Right. It like, makes you wonder. This had to be number one, right? Well, supposedly they only interviewed him and Marvin Lewis. Right. That was it. Because you have to. Yeah. Because of the, well, the Rooney Rule. The Rooney Rule, that's what it, yes. I forget what it was. Yep. But it was, it was just so fast. It was like, so he was number one? He had to be number had one. Been. He had I mean, been. I mean, there was no mention of Urban, Lincoln Riley, none unless, of that. Unless they called. Unless Jerry Jones mm. called and said, they asked him, and they said, no, 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 no. But they didn't even get, they didn't even think, to, they didn't want to interview even? Right. Like, that says something to me. Yeah. And also kind of interesting, Jerry Jones took the uh, Jim Harbaugh route and had Mike McCarthy stay the night with him. Did he really? Yeah, That's actually, funny. Mike McCarthy stayed the night at his house. Well, I mean, Jerry's got the money to yeah, work on it. Yeah, I mean, he's probably got a guest house that's bigger than our houses combined. So. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've seen the stadium. Right. It's probably a suite in there he could sleep in if he needed probably. to. Probably. But, you know, I I think in a, it's good and it's bad in a way for the Cowboys. It's good in a fact that Dak Prescott is not Aaron Rodgers, so you're not going to have that personality conflict. Which, well, you'll have a personality conflict, but it's a little different. Yeah, and it's going to be... It's not the I'm ruling this roost. It's the, wait, 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 look at me. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be the woe is me, and you've got an owner breathing down your neck. Right. So, I mean, it, it for the Cowboys, I don't like the hire. I don't hate it, but I don't like it. Yeah. I, mean, I think... It's very TBD. Yeah. Like, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Well, and you've got a team that's been so reliant on Zeke the past few years that... Mike McCarthy doesn't run the ball. Yeah. Like, he, I don't think the Packers ever had a top 10 run offense ever in his time in Green Bay. Yeah, well, I don't know. The only thing that could be a saving grace from him is supposedly they want to keep Kellen Moore. He really likes what Kellen Moore did offensively. Well, that, that, he seems to be a hot name out there for coaches, too. Yeah, he's, I mean, who would have thought that the backup for the Lions. <laughs> Gets traded to the Cowboys and then ends up becoming I mean, he one was, of the hottest names out there. He was. A, I mean, they, quarterbacks generally do make good coaches because yeah. of how much film they have to watch and to learn the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Very. It was. It was very alarming that it just yeah. happened so fast like that to me. At least I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, that's. That was a different one. That kind of caught me off guard. It's like, oh, really? So then the one you said that's still open, the Browns. I have no idea what to make of this position right now. No. Like, on one hand, there's a plethora of talent. Yeah. All over that team. Mm-hmm. But there's also, holy shit, egos mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, I feel like this team is a good coach away from being legitimately good. Yeah. But who is that guy? You know, they've they supposedly the um, D coordinator from 49er Salah interviewed with him, and supposedly he blew him away. But I don't, I don't think for that team that's what you need. I almost think you need a veteran, old school guy to come in and kind of round them all together mm-hmm. with some young blood infused in the coaching staff to help with bridging that gap. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't know the name, but. You, you know, and I, I've been talking to a couple buddies at work, and I think a name, and it's a very familiar name, and I think it would be a storybook fit, and that's Urban Meyer, Ohio guy. He, 
I think I think he could get the most out of that talent on that team. He knows how to deal with egos, that's for sure. And, the, and that's the thing. He knows how to deal with the egos. He's respected. Like, he'll come in the door as a new coach, and he'll automatically be yeah, respected. Yeah, especially there. Yeah, especially there. He'll be revered as a god before he even coaches his first preseason game. Sure. So, I mean, I think if Cleveland wanted to get a hire that is going to sit well, I think that's it, because they got rid of John Dorsey, and I think that was part of the problem. So... I think, to me, the Urban Meyer hire would be the best thing. I'm starting to lean on the idea that he doesn't want to coach in the NFL. Yeah. I, I, I'm starting to lean on the idea that there's one more, two jobs he has in mind. Mm-hmm. One of them I don't think he would ever take because of the limitations it would have in recruiting, that's Notre Dame, mm-hmm. because of just all the ties. The other one is Alabama. You think he'd go to Bama? Mm-hmm. I think when Saban retires, that will be their target. Oh. Oh. I think if you want to make me hate somebody more, send him there. I mean, yeah, that would be yeah, good. Sure. That's just my personal thought. I mean, I just don't think he wants to coach in the NFL. You know, I, I'm really starting to lean that way as well because I feel like the jobs that he could have taken were there. I mean, if you look at it, why is Urban Meyer an elite coach in college football? Because he can get these players that fit his system and make them do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in the NFL. No. You don't have that control. No. You are not going out and picking who you want across mm-hmm. the country. There's somebody above you telling you who you're going to go get because of X, Y, and Z amount of money. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if his – it's just like John Beeline at the Cavs right now. Yeah. It's not working because he's a college coach. Yep. He's an amazing coach, but his style is not built for the no. pros. And I wonder the same thing about Urban Meyer. That, you know, that's a really good point because, I mean, not touching too deep in the NBA, you read this week that Kevin Love is flat out told the owner, he said, find me. I don't give a shit. I got money. Yeah. So, like, it, that situation is... He looks like a pouty little baby right now. He does. He really does. <laughs> Whatever. Good yeah. for him. But yeah, anyways. It'll be interesting to see where the, where the Browns go with, uh, with that hire. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know what the name is. No, I don't. I don't think anybody. I don't even think they do. Yeah. Any other thoughts on head coaches in the NFL, or do you want to want to get rolling into our yeah, good, the bad, the ugly? Let's get rolling right in. All right, everybody. It is time for shoot. Probably the last good, bad, the ugly until. Uh, what, September? Mm, at least. Whew. Yeah. Whew. Unless we may, maybe we do something for basketball. We know. might. We might just do that. It might not be a terrible before thing. The, before, maybe, maybe before the Big Ten tourney. Something like that. Yeah, we can not a bad idea. Something. So, uh, with, so we can play the music again. Yeah. Bring back the, uh, the member berries. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Reviewing the good, bad, and the ugly for the season for Michigan State. Um, I'm just going to run. I'm going to try and keep it as brief as possible because, in all honesty, a seven to five finish. There's not, or seven to six. Can't shit. I even forgotten by now. Um, <laughs> not that great. So, a good thing for the Michigan State season. Uh, I feel like we ended it on a high note. Um, at first, watching the Pinstripe Bowl, woohoo! Uh, it was uh, it was ugly in the beginning, um, but once they they started getting their freshmen and sophomores involved, they looked a lot better. Now, granted, it's an ACC team and it's not a Big Ten defense, so right. that, that speaks a lot. But it was nice seeing for the first time all season the 
uh, opening day roster starting wide receivers were out there. All of them were healthy, which that was great. I think Jalen Naylor is going to be, I think he's going to be pretty big for us in the future. Um, Elijah Collins looked really good. Um, I, I'm optimistic, a little more optimistic going into next season, seeing that youth and how well they played, and how quickly they moved. Um, so for me, that's probably the best good thing about this season is just how we ended it. Um, Especially in the bowl game. I, I feel more optimistic about our youth. Uh, a bad for the season is just our defense. That was supposed to be our strong point all season. Very disappointing. Yeah, and that was that was not a good defense. And it wasn't all. injuries. No. You know, I mean it was a senior led defense, really. I mean I just I feel like they just kinda gave up. It felt that way. It, I it, I think the Michigan game was kind of the breaking point where they yeah. just kinda said all right, time to start thinking about me. Yeah. And they just called it a day. Oh, the bocce thing, too. Yeah, when the bocce that, when thing. When that happened, you could, it really hurt him. Yeah, yeah, that really hurts because he is your, your leader. Mm-hmm. And for him now to be gone, is that's going to hurt anybody. Um, another just minor thing is just the injuries on the offensive side of the ball. Which it's is just, now two years in a row. Yeah, which is now two years in a row. So now you ask yourself, what is the training staff doing? Where are we? Are these guys? What's what's different? What mm-hmm. what are causing all these injuries? Right. Um, are we recruiting injury prone guys? I mean, and that's such a hard thing to pick out yeah, too. And it is. It's that's one of those things you're not going to find out until you're in, you know, week six and right. half half your offensive line is out. I mean, <laughs> you can't have a good offense if you've started a, dif- a different left tackle every game, and that's what we did this season, again, for two years in a row. Right. I think there was, they said something like 16 different offensive line combinations. Yeah, it's hard. that's hard to do anything with. And that's damn near impossible to get any sort of rhythm or yeah, chemistry. Because offensive line, that's a unit. You need to stay together with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then lastly is the latest breaking for Michigan State is D'Antonio is not making any changes. He's staying pat. He's staying pat, which... <laughs> Jesus. Good God. Like, <sighs> do you like being mediocre? I don't get it. I, mean, I know he's part of the good old boys club and he's loyal and everything, but at some point, you got to look in the mirror and say it ain't working. Right. And it's... <laughs> past two years, it ain't working. It ain't working. And it's not... It, to me, it's almost feeling like maybe this is his last year and he's not bringing new people in for them just to be looking for new jobs again. Yeah, I guess um, that's fair. I think maybe that might be the best case scenario. Because yeah. I, I think it's from where I began the season saying, ah, there's no way he's leaving. To now, it's time for a change. It feels that way. Yeah, for I, sure. I mean, when you're the biggest exciting things you're doing on the recruiting trail are flipping recruits from D2 schools to, to us, and that's what we're getting excited about. I mean, that's not a good look yeah, for exactly. Michigan State football. Not for a program that was where it was four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to spend too much more time on it. I'm glad it's behind us. Um, I'm anxious for 2020 fall to see what happens. And if I'm going to be disappointed, this season, this upcoming schedule is definitely going to be one to prove it. I think they open up with Miami right out the gate. So talk about mediocre. (laughs) No kidding. So, Jordan, what do you have? So, obviously, every Michigan fan in the universe knows that, 
that's just another disappointing season for Michigan. Yeah. Nine wins, bowl game versus Bama, where virtually everybody played. I mean, Bama yeah. had a couple guys out, and obviously Tua was hurt. And for the most part, in the first half, you competed. And then another thing that is my ugly, I'm starting in reverse order, second half, no adjustments, yeah. and you look like shit. To me, it's it's a trend in any big game. Michigan comes out of the gate and competes in the first half. They did it with Ohio State this year and last year. They did it with Bama in this game. You compete in the first half, go into halftime, come out, zero adjustments. Yeah. And you just get run out of the field. I mean, it's a trend. It's ugly. I don't know what it is. It's obviously a coaching thing. I don't know how to fix it, but that's the ugly. That It just continues to rear its ugly face. Every single game. Um, bad to me was the play of our upperclassmen the second half of the year. Um, just very disappointing. I mean, defensively in Ohio State game, there was seniors that were making mistakes that caused a lot of touchdowns. I mean, you can say all you want about man coverage of Don Brown, but five of those touchdowns were in zone coverage. Four of them were on Josh Metellus. I mean, you're yeah. a senior in zone coverage. You got to know what you're doing, and that would, that didn't happen. Uh, the good, I would say, the way the offense developed over the year, um, it got progressively better. And it's we all mocked Harbaugh when he said it was hitting its stride, but he was kind of right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. after the Iowa game, the offense did progressively get better. And now, granted, Shea Patterson probably had his worst game in, at Michigan against Alabama. Yeah. If he could complete. Any downfield passes, they might have a shot to win that game. I mean, he mm-hmm. looked he looked awful in that game. Um, but all in all, I think the offense was the best unit on the team. Yeah. Um, and it progressively got better, so that's good. And there's a lot coming back on both sides, a lot of skilled players. Now Michigan's offensive line is gutted. Mm-hmm. Now four guys leaving because Cesar Ruiz declared for the yeah. draft. So that, that hurts, but they have recruited offensive line very, very well. It's one of the few positions they've recruited extremely deep to. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that progresses. But there is, yeah, there's, so, I mean, the offensive line loses all that. There's a ton of receivers back. The running back room and went from the biggest question mark this season to probably the most comfortable spot next season mm-hmm. with you get Hassan Haskins and Zach Charbonnet back. Chris Evans is coming back from his being kicked off the team for academic issues. Now he's back. You bring in Blake Corum, a true freshman who probably is their best recruit in this class. I mean, he's getting good reviews. So, I mean, skill position-wise, it'll be there. It comes down to do we have a quarterback that can get him the ball? Because mm-hmm. it's Dylan McCaffrey, Joe Milton. And there's people that big movement on Twitter that it's Joe Milton because Dylan McCaffrey can't stay healthy. But McCaffrey's definitely got the better like athleticism. But he has been hurt every time, so it's a huge question mark. There will legitimately be a quarterback battle yeah. this season, and it'll be interesting to see what happens because you have tons of weapons around whoever's going to be there to help them because Nico Collins said he's coming back. Yep. Now, obviously, you lost DPJ and you lost Tariq Black. Black is not so much of an issue because he really was non-existent this season. Yeah. I mean, everything I've read is those injuries just completely derailed him and he could never get back to himself. So, I mean, the good part of this season definitely was the way the offense improved. And I think looking into next season, the defense brings back a ton of young talent. 
I mean, your entire defensive line is looking like it's back. Your entire two deep, really, yeah. on your defensive line is back. You have all your line. You lose Klee Hudson at Viper, which was one of the people I was very disappointed with throughout the year. So you lose a safety, but Dax Hill then steps into that role. You lose a corner, but Amber Thomas is, it sounds like he's back. So I don't know. It hasn't said otherwise, but the outlook going forward looks promising. There's still going to be talent there. The schedule is favorable next year. Yeah, you guys got a pretty good schedule. I mean, you go to Washington to start the year, but that's the Washington team that Eason went to the draft, their running back went to the draft, their coach just stepped down. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about a team that's completely rebuilding right now. So, Mm -hmm. yes, it's a West Coast travel, which is never good. I mean, you were an advocate of it Mm -hmm. all season in Pickham's, but I think for a West Coast travel, that's the perfect situation for a Michigan team because it's going to be all new. And then, yeah, you're at Ohio State, you're at Michigan State, but Michigan State, we've talked about where their situation is. You feel comfortable with that game. Penn State's at home. And the way that series has been, the home team's won every time. You're going to lose to Ohio State for the next 30 years, so that doesn't matter. But, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, everything really sets up to your, your toughest game outside of Ohio State looks like it might be at Minnesota. Yeah. So that's, it's, that's a positive. I mean, there's, there's nine wins built into the schedule again, mm-hmm. and it depends on can you win at Washington, can you win at Minnesota, and can you do something to Ohio State, which you can't. But, I mean... And that's that's what it comes down to. So all in all, the 2020 season was disappointing. Or 2020, 2019 season yeah. was disappointing because I think we all, if you went back and listened to it, everybody was talking Michigan up. Mm-hmm. For good reason. Oh, we did. I mean, I mean, for good reason. The, the talent was there. Yeah. They're, they're, the talent was there, but I think we all just put too much into that new offense yeah. clicking right away. And it just it didn't work out. And then there's still a huge talent gap. And I hate saying it. It's not a talent gap. Because, yes, Ohio State has elite top-end talent, but... So does Michigan. Yeah, Michigan has a, a elite talent, too. It, it's it's down to making mistakes in that yeah, game. it's coaching. I mean, dumb penalties and missed assignments. If you go back and you watch all those games, there's one team that makes those mistakes and there's one team that doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's not a talent thing. That's yeah. just a mindset thing. So I'm going to get down a wormhole if I keep going here. So... That's really my good, the bad, the ugly. Like I said, all in all, it was, it was a disappointing season. Uh, the future looks okay, I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I could sit here and say that there's 10 wins on the schedule next year if they go play to their potential, 11 wins potentially. I mean, so everybody's still going to say fire Harbaugh because he can't beat Ohio State, but that is what it is. So. Well, and I mean, and, it's, and you look at the Big Ten, how many, I mean, you drive 40 minutes up the road, East Lansing would kill to have a 9-4 season right now. You, you would know? think so, yeah. I mean, it. I'm, I'm an advocate to, I think, Harbaugh is, has been disappointing the way he's coached. Um, but I feel like he made the right adjustment adjustment this season offensively by bringing Gaddis in. I think he, he acknowledged there was an issue, and he corrected it. Mm-hmm. My other issue is, I guess it's not an issue, my question for you is, is what do you do with Don Brown? You know, and I, I don't know at this point. I'm, I'm over the Don Brown experiment. Mm-hmm. And, and 
but you, you're not. He's not going to just fire him. No, that, that's it's hard to just fire that guy. That's the num. The I mean, the, what he's done. It's hard to do that. Would have been. Would I have been heartbroken if the firm handshake happened and he went somewhere else? No, mm-hmm. because in my mind at this point, and where college football's at, the way the game is, you need an elite offense yep. that can score points. And you just need the defense that can manage the game. Look yeah. at what LSU is doing right now. Yep. They are the poster child for what you need to be. Score a bunch of points. You could score 28. Mm-hmm. I'm going to score 40. Mm-hmm. That's what the game is right now. Yeah. It's the, the game is designed for offenses with all the RPO stuff. And Don Brown's aggressive defenses are susceptible to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you have the talent to beat a team, which... Nine times on your schedule, you do, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. But anybody's going to win that at Michigan. Yeah. I want Iowa's defense at Michigan. I'm not saying they're defensive coordinator, but I want that mindset. I want the everything's in front of me, you can have three and occasional seven, but you're not going to hit a 60-yard home run on me. Yeah. That's what's killed Michigan. Giving up big plays. We lose Ohio State because of three big plays. J.K. Dobbins ran all over you and had... What four runs over thirty yards against you? Yeah. Eliminate those big plays. I just want a safe defense. You Keep could, it in front. And you could say that's what sunk you guys against Bama was let Jerry Judy and well, that, dude's, that dude's a freak. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean that dude's an absolute freak in nature. Yeah. But letting Judy and, and Ruggs get behind you. I'd rather keep the ball in front of me. Mm-hmm. Rally to the ball, make tackles. We don't. You don't need to create chaos if you keep the ball in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's just where today's game is. So mm-hmm. I don't Old think any, I don't think anything's going to happen with Don Brown this year. Yeah. But I can see that if next year this team loses three more games to three more good teams. Then he has to go. Yeah. If it's a defensive issue. Now, if you're losing 14-13, then there's there's a bigger talks that need to happen. Yeah. But I don't think <laughs> we're having the East Lansing conversation. Yeah, I don't think we need to have that conversation with what this offense is going to be right. because there are weapons. Like I said, there are weapons <laughs> everywhere on this mm-hmm. offense right now. So I don't know. I was I was it hurt to see Chris Partridge go because he's a great recruiter. I would have liked to have seen them say okay. You're our co-defensive coordinator, and when Don Brown retires next year, because he's going to retire next year, mm-hmm. you'll be our defensive coordinator next year. But I get it. He that's that's a hard thing to that's a hard thing to promise. So, yeah. and you know, and I'm going to go a little bit off from Michigan, Michigan State, but I just want to kind of touch on, like, look at the moves Lane Kiffin's making right now at Ole Miss. Like he's He's building a good program. You know what? He's he's doing what Lane Kiffin does. He's sticking the middle finger up to everybody mm-hmm. and saying, "I don't really give a shit what you think. I'm going to get guys that I want here." Like he did it at FAU with Kendall Bryles yep. after the whole Baylor thing. Yep. He's doing it now with DJ Durkin yep. after the Jordan McNair situation at Maryland. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Lane Kiffin. Yep. I don't expect anything different. No. He's going to go get the guys yep. that he wants. He's an agent of chaos, he, and he's a great Twitter follow. We've mm-hmm. said it all along. At Ole Miss, there's, they're in the middle of the hotbed down there. They're going to recruit. And now you've got guys that are good recruiters. Ole Miss will be good in a couple of years. A lot of people don't like Lane Kiffin, but that team had talent there this year. Mm-hmm. They were just very, very young. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what he does down there. And man, I don't know. He's, he's He is creating waves that Durkin hire, though. Man, there were some pissed off people. Yeah, there were a lot of pissed off And I get it. I mean, oh, the player yeah. died. Yeah. in his program. 
But uh, we, I'm not going to get yeah, into that. Go that's, a, that's a different. Sorry about jumping different, out. Yeah. No, that's fine. It's a different <laughs> topic for a different day. But no, I think good, the bad, the ugly. That kind of wraps up the Michigan side. Do you have anything else before we shut this down and no. roll into roll into the pick'em? Thank God it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's feeling that way after how it ended on these fan bases. So okay, we'll shut that down and we'll roll into our pick'em segment. So you know what is a bunch of bullshit? I still lost the pick'em. The full overall season. I lost the belt for the season. But, caveat, I did win the bowl pick'em. I had the better record there. So, I give you your 2019 College Football Spartans Wolverines Beards podcast pick'em champion, Lane. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As your champion, I would like to say thank you. Uh, So when we looked over the bowl games, like Jordan said, he did close the gap. We had a five-game difference. I made a ferocious comeback. He did. He he made a good comeback. Um, So right now, our standings are at me, 182 and 71. Jordan's at 179 and 74. So the championship game needs to be worth four, and he has to take Clemson. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was worth a try. You know, it was a a good bowl game season this year. There were some good games. There were some surprises. There were some beatdowns. There were a little bit of everything. Yeah. That Miami game was horrid. Yeah. I actually watched a little bit of that. I, I think I died a little bit watching it. Mean, <laughs> Didn't it was, put you to sleep? It was horrible. I mean, Miami told staff should be fired for that. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. So, I mean, there was other. There was some good games. I mean, what? Obviously, the Ohio State-Clemson playoff game was good. Yeah. LSU blows out Oklahoma. <laughs> good God, Burrow. Yeah, I think I kind of called that. Yeah. Uh, easily. That was... That was just funny. The Rose Bowl was very good to watch. Yep. Um, Oregon, Washington, or Oregon, Wisconsin. Really, that was that was a fun game to watch. I always like watching the Rose Bowl. Just just the yeah. pageantry of it all, as they say. Texas was a big surprise to me. They smacked Utah. Yeah, where's that Texas team been all year? Well, they were healthy. Yeah. I mean, they had a lot of the guys that have been hurt all year back. Yeah. I think that's huge for them. Now Ellinger's coming back. They've got a top five recruiting class right now. Todd Her- or Todd Herman fired everybody. Mm-hmm. He said, fuck all of you guys, and he brought in a whole new staff. I mean, give him credit there. <laughs> You got to do that at Texas. You can get away with it at Michigan State, not making changes at Texas. You're going to be gone if you ain't going to do something. So, uh, I don't know. What other games stuck out to you? Uh, How about the Tennessee Indiana game? Did you see that? Holy comeback. Yeah, so Indiana's up like 20. It's like 22 9. With like two minutes left? Yeah. And Tennessee comes back and wins. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the hell happened? (laughs) Holy shit. Now, it helped me because I had Tennessee. You did. But it was just like, wow. That That was a shock. No, it was when on Withy's pickums worked out. Uh, Jordan 
really started to eat up a lot of the my lead early. Early on, yeah. Um, Boise, Washington State, uh, Louisiana Tech. And Hawaii. Yep, we had Hawaii. Well. Kind of my... My saving grace was a turning point was right about the Iowa USC game. Yeah, and then that's when we ship got corrected. <laughs> right at the and sales, Daddy took care of business. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so Michigan State decided to show up. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> a little late, first time all year. Too late. Program win. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. Looking over the uh, the college football playoff, I mean, you called it. Oklahoma absolutely is not deserving to be in the same conversation. No, absolutely not. I mean, Joe Burrow, what was it, in the first half was like six touchdowns? I would have rather seen Utah or Oregon, yeah. even with the two losses over them. I think yeah. they put up a better fight. They still lose. Oh, yeah. But I think they put up a better fight. Oklahoma's defense is still horrible. Yeah. But I've been saying that all year, and Jalen Hurts continued to turn the ball over. I yeah. mean... Oklahoma's not good. No. They yeah. just have a, a, a great offensive-minded coach. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and the Big 12 is shit. It's been proven that it's shit. I mean, mm-hmm. Baylor was good, solid team. Yeah. Texas is hurt. So, and the next best team is what? Iowa State? Yeah. Who got run by Notre Dame. Yeah. Run. So, what does that tell you? If you put... Any of those teams not named Oklahoma in the Big Ten, they probably have four losses. Yeah. I mean, if they're especially if they're in the Big Ten East. Yeah. Oklahoma probably has two losses if they're in the Big Ten East, depending on where the home and aways line up. It's true. I mean, the Big 12 is just shit. It's a step above the ACC right now. Yeah, that's not saying much. I think the Pac-12 is better than the Big 12 and ACC right now. Oh, yeah, I would take that. I mean, Oregon, Utah are both good. Mm-hmm. USC is good. Washington, Washington State are eh, year in, year out. Arizona State's trendy. Yep. I mean, the Big 12's just shit. I'm tired of the Big 12. <laughs> I, I, don't, I think I've said that enough already. <laughs> the disgust. Yeah, so then the, the next game was the nightcap. Uh, it was a great game. Good God, that was a good game. It was a fun game to watch. You know, and it right about that targeting call. You could feel it. You, the game just... Well, at first I thought, oh shit, Trevor's hurt. I did too. This game's done. I, I thought he broke his collarbone. The way yeah. he was laying there and how he was holding himself, like, oh God, he just broke his collarbone. Ohio yeah. State's going to roll these guys now. Mm-hmm. But then he got up and he did his ultimate sunshine from Remember the Titans mm-hmm. and said, come with me, boys, because we're about to win this bitch. And he snapped off. He did. He he looked to be the Heisman candidate he should have been yes. this season. If he performed even at half of that all year, yeah. he wins the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, he was. He was the fastest player on the field. Yeah. He was running away from first-round picks in that secondary. He's six seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, that he's was, not a tiny dude. That was it. Was very it was a very impressive performance because Ohio State flat out like they sold out and said ETN's not going to beat us. Yep. And then was it Higgins that got hurt? Yeah. Was it Higgins? He got hurt early on, so they were hurting mm-hmm. the receivers and. They didn't have a lot going, Mm-mm. but Lawrence, damn it if they didn't find a way. Yeah, that that was that was what you want the college football playoff. To that's be. what, yeah, that's what it should be. That's Absolutely. what it should be. Now, I do. I feel like refereeing kind of stepped in a little bit and took over a little bit. Yeah, it's Ohio State. There's I don't a, feel bad for him. See, there's a smidge of me that feels bad, not for Ohio State, for the Big Ten. Nah, because I want to see the Big Ten succeed. Nah, nah. Not if it's Ohio State. You're saying screw that. They're SEC North. I don't... Fuck them. (laughs) SEC North. (laughs) They are. It's the exact same thing. It just means more to them, right? It's true. 
That's true. And then that, that I laughed a little bit. It'll be interesting to see how they come out next season. Yeah, they're losing a lot. They're losing a lot. Not bad. They, they, the, cat, the cupboards aren't bare there. Oh, they no. a lot of talent, and they're bringing in a great recruiting class. But... Uh, it was a lot. They're getting gutted. It'd be, how about Master Teague with a tether on his ankle? <laughs> if that isn't the most goddamn Ohio State thing I've ever seen. This son of a bitch is on house arrest, and he's playing football. <laughs> what did he do? Park his trailer next to the stadium? <laughs> like, yeah, what is that? Uh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah. He parks his camper right there by the derby so he can still drive. What the hell? Oh my god! I saw it. I'm like, that's just that's just Ohio. State. I saw that meme and I was like, oh my god! Yeah, this can't be real. Jesus, I, I've never heard anything else about it though. No, I think it was real. Know, There's like eight different pictures of him with it on. Yeah, I mean, so somebody's <laughs> continuously photoshopping that in there, and if they are, props to you because that shit's funny. Yeah, that's that's a good Photoshop job. So, <laughs> no, the playoff all in all has been good so far. We'll see what Monday brings. So, um, so with that, Monday, LSU, Clemson. Been there, done that against new and exciting Heisman winner, run and gun, gonna score sixty on you. Who do you take? Like, who are you taking? I feel very confident in LSU. Are you feeling very? I confident? feel very confident in LSU. I honestly would feel less confident if it was Ohio State, because yeah. I think Ohio State defensively matches up better against LSU because they have the three corners mm-hmm. who can match up with the three receivers on LSU. Clemson doesn't have that. No, they don't have the guys that can match up. I mean. Ohio State has Okuda, they had Arnett, and they had Sean Wade. Mm-hmm. So they could have matched up better. Mm-hmm. I don't think Clemson matches up well. This isn't that freak show defense that they had last year. You're thinking. You're you know, I'm pondering. My only argument to that is that they've got the best defensive coordinator in the country. Oh, I don't disagree there. Will He'll Venables. find a way. Like that Clemson win was Will Venables. Brett Venables. Brett Venables. Excuse Will me. Venables plays baseball. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no relation. No relation. No relation. But that was Brett Venables. That was his win. Oh, absolutely. That, I mean, that was his game. Absolutely. I mean, that, team, wasn't, that wasn't Dabo. That wasn't that. that was because that in the first half, Ryan Day had his number. Oh, yeah. And, and it, was, it showed, too, because they picked up. Did you see early on in the game? So, Venables has this thing where if an offense audibles and looks to the sideline, the defense looks to him, and they audible with your audible. Mm-hmm. Ohio State caught him on that in a third and one, mm-hmm. where they went to audible, and Fields walked up to the line of scrimmage like, like he was going to relay the play, and snapped the ball, and took a creepy sneak for like eight yards, because mm-hmm. the defense was looking to the sideline. That's good. They scouted the shit out of him, but then he adjusted. Yeah. I mean, he did. He really did. You know what, to me, I think that is a big difference maker to me. I... I've struggled with this one. I'm taking LSU as well. Don't be surprised Clemson wins this one. It'll be a good game. I They will not boat race Clemson like they did Oklahoma. No, no, they won't. There's just too much talent there, and I think Trevor Lawrence is that good. Mm-hmm. But, man, I just don't. It just feels like everything in the college football universe is saying that this is the year that LSU is supposed to win this. Yeah, the stars have aligned, and... Yeah. The gods I mean, have spoken, and it's LSU's. I just feel, and I just, you know, I want to, I want to hear less or at Ogeron's post game, <laughs> congratulating everybody when you, nobody but people on the bayou can understand what the hell he just said, <laughs> and all you're gonna hear at the end is "Go Tigers." Yeah, I mean, didn't he say 
the day he retires is the day he couldn't beat somebody's ass or yeah, something like that. There's a song by yeah, dude, that like, guy, Oh my god. I wanna put him and Mike Leach and Mike Gundy on a staff together just for the sound bites. Three students. Oh my god, it would be a phenomenal, but their offenses would be legendary too. <laughs> but god the sound bites would be amazing. <laughs> so no, I I mean it'll be a closer game and I yes, I could see Clemson doing it because they have done it and mm-hmm. they have been there and all these guys have seen this moment. It's not going to be too big for them. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be scared of LSU. I just think that LSU is just too good right now. Yeah, I they seem to we thought that, you know, they maybe have, you would think maybe they've peaked already or they're, you know, they've hit their stride at the end of the season, but holy shit, going into the college playoff and the second half you're playing your second stringers. And just imagine if uh, if North Carolina can complete a two-point conversion, Clemson's probably not here. It's true. I mean, they probably don't make the – there would be an argument. Yeah, if they there would be a legitimate What do you think the over-under is at for this game right now? I'll give you a hint. It's big. 75. Not that big. 69 and a half Ooh. right now. And Ooh. I still think I would bet the over. What's this? Like, what's LSU minus five and a half. So that's not bad. It's not terrible. I think I would still bet the over, though. Oh, it's, yeah. It's going to take 50 points to win this game. Mm-hmm. It's going to take 50 points to win this game, I think, personally. So you're LSU. I'm LSU. Goldie stays with a Le Champion. Yeah, I still think it should be worth four if Burrow. Nah. Can, I'll take Burrow for six touchdowns if he gets why, six. Why would I? Why would I do that? Because <laughs> it makes it. Why more, would I do that? It makes it more fun <laughs> for you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so it'll be interesting Monday. It'll be a good game. I think two teams that deserve to be there for sure. I wouldn't have been disappointed either. Well, I mean, I would have been disappointed because I hate Ohio State, so I liked that they lost. It's always fun. <laughs> Any, either one of them could have been there. I just I think Ohio State would have put up a better matchup. Yeah, they fit. I think the the matchup would just would have been better. So yeah, I'm not gonna argue that. So what do you got for a score? I believe because Kendra's job, they do a pick 'em sheet, mm-hmm. and I believe I had the total at seventy seven. So, let's see here. I'm trying to think what would be... I'm going to go 44-33. I don't know. See, I think it's higher than that. I'm going to go 49-42. You're just thinking... Oh, it's a, it's gonna, I think it's going to be... Dramatic. Oh, it's going to be back and forth, back and forth. I know I'm going to be dead-ass tired on Tuesday. <laughs> Probably. I will definitely fall asleep watching it because I get up too early, but... Yeah. No, I'll take the Tigers. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm taking the Tigers, too. That's a cop-out. That's a cop-out. The Tigers, they're both Tigers. Oh! Oh! The shit-eating grin on your face, I'm like, what? It's a very visual podcast. It is very visual. So... (laughs) All right, we're getting we're getting slap happy here. You got anything else for the college football pick'em or nope? As your champion, it is decided. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're gonna get into some NFL stuff here next. So we're getting to the conclusion of the NFL season. Last weekend at our first wild card NFL matchup. It some, was wild. It was wild. Some damn good games too. Another. One where you want, it's good for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I mean, Buffalo going OT against Texas or Texans. Uh, you had the Vikings against the Saints. Whether or not that was a push off, there was a hold before it. Yeah, I mean, 
there, there should have been offsetting penalties and replay yeah. the down. Yeah. Because there was a hold before it, but that was definitely a push off. Too. To me, though, that, that Saints team, again, is a team that acts like they've won everything and they can't get out of their own way. Yeah. And that's the story of their season. Now you've got Breeze looking at free agency. Is he free agent this he's year? free agent. He can be. He can okay, be. So he's not there. But I, I don't see why they would let him walk. You would um, the Patriots going down, which that was, that was a shock. Derek, well, I had a theory about that now. Mm-hmm. So Derrick Henry ran all over him. Oh, Derrick Henry's a beast. And if you really look at what the NFL is now, it's kind of transitioning more into the same style that the college game is, where you spread everybody out and mm-hmm. throw the ball. Not a lot of teams established the run. Yep. The Titans, Titans, Titans established the run. And mm-hmm. so you got to think how many teams have the Patriots played all year that line up and run it down your throat like that? Yeah. I mean, not very many. So it's not something that they were equipped to handle as as much, I would, I would assume. I mean, they're still NFL players and it's still the hoodies. So yeah. they, they know what they're doing, but. To me, that just it made sense. You're so used to being spread out and everything happening, but well, and it was it was fitting too that Mike Rabel got vengeance against his old coach, and mm-hmm. he did exactly to the hoodie what hoodie does to everybody else. And Belichick got what it was coming to him this huh. time. Uh, the the penalties to control the clock. I mean, that was because I mean Belichick did that to him earlier in the season and had a shit eating grin on his face the whole time. Right. Well, Rabel had his opportunity and <laughs> he took it. Turnabout's fair play, and it yeah it worked. I I think Tennessee is Tennessee is an interesting team. Yeah. Now they're going to Baltimore <laughs> with Ryan fucking Tannehill. With Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> And uh, Earl Thomas flat out said, "Well, you're not throwing on us. Well, no shit, they're not throwing on anybody. They don't want to throw on you. Yeah, they're they're just gonna let their 250 pound, six foot four running back absolutely their bash their Ninja game. Turtle. Yeah, just gonna let you get bashed all game. Uh-huh. Uh, other matchups: KC against Houston. That one's gonna be a shootout. Yeah, that should be a high scoring affair. That's gonna be no defense. Uh, in the NFC, you're gonna have uh, Seattle going to Green Bay. I like Seattle that game. If it was in Seattle, I'd feel better, especially with Carson out. Chris Carson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With him being hurt, I mean that's no beast mode love. Come on, dude. <laughs> what kind of shape is he really in? It's getting touchdowns. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I don't know. And then he uh, got Minnesota against 49ers. I think that one's going to be an interesting game. I, I actually like the 49ers pretty comfortably there, I think. Yeah. yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Take no love for Kirk Cousins. I just don't trust him. He's yeah. so Dr. Jekyll and Mr. You like that? <laughs> he is. He's like He can be extremely good one week and then look like Joey Harrington the next week. It's true. I yeah, mean, he's the most inconsistent quarterback in the league. Well, that's Jameis Winston. Well, he's, th- he's throwing touchdowns. Yeah, but he's also... For what team? Yeah, Jameis Winston is the 30, most 30-30 in like 5,100 yards passing. Yeah. That is insane. That's inconsistent. That Well, and Bruce Arians in his like closing press conference, they asked him if he thought they could you know, win... With Jameis, he said, "Well, we're 
we're winning with the quarterback we have, I think we'd be just fine with somebody else. So, I mean, that was that's quite a kick in the nuts to yeah, Jameis. But Jameis supposedly wants $30 million a year, yeah. which is insane. That's a lot of crab legs. That's a lot of crab Anyways, legs. We're getting, down, we're getting down another hole here. We've been, we've been really getting it's off It's been a while, man. We've yeah, got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to say. Um, so, I mean, this weekend, you're like I said, you're looking at Tennessee, Baltimore. I don't see any reason not to take Baltimore. I think no. Lamar Jackson's a cheat code. <laughs> it's hilarious. And then Chiefs, Texans, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, NFC, Niners, Vikings. i got Niners. I've got Niners, but I've got it close. And then uh, Seattle, Green Bay. It's at Lambeau, you said, right? It's at Lambeau. No, I'm taking Green Bay if it's at I'm taking, I'm taking Seattle. It's I, at Lambeau. I Man, think Aaron Rodgers so is... I think Aaron Rodgers is... He's not what everybody thinks he was. Oh, trust me, I know. He was on my goddamn fantasy team. <laughs> Eight points, yeah. six points. Piece of shit. Four points. It's because yeah. of Danica Patrick. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it anymore. So, if that, with that being said, our AFC title game is Baltimore KC. And you're going Green Bay, San Francisco. I'm going all NFC West. I'm going Seattle. San Francisco. I see a rematch in the Super Bowl happening. Do you? 49ers Ravens. Oh God. Oh, Just God. a different brother on the other yeah. side this time. <laughs> right. So. so the big news, I guess, out of this weekend, of course, Patriots losing, which questions are gonna get starting to get asked. Oh yeah. Is Tom Brady done in New England? No. I I don't see how they let him go. No. I mean, he flat out said he's not retiring. He said it he's like yesterday. He's not retiring. You know what's going to happen, right? Mm. So I'm going to take this segment and I'm going to merge it into our next topic, which oh, is the Lions. God. And the Patriots will trade up for the first time ever to the Lions to take Tua at three and let Tua sit behind Brady for a year and learn. You know, that's not. I mean, it's crazy, but it's not crazy. I mean, you can't tell me that Tua is not the perfect quarterback for that system. Oh yeah, he's exactly like Brady. Not a huge arm, good arm, very accurate. Mm-hmm. He's a little more mobile than Brady. It makes a you lot think of sense. The stars are aligning. It makes a lot of sense. It it does. It's not a Patriot thing to do. No, and no, it's not it's... a Lion thing to do to do something that makes sense. <laughs> But it makes sense in my mind. I don't know. So, to me, I think if Brady leaves, there are two teams that he goes to. And a lot depends on Giselle. I think it's the Chargers, because he's a California boy. Out in L.A., I think getting into a new stadium... Getting that accustomed, I think he would be the perfect fit for them. My other team, and now this is a fun one, Miami. The modeling scene, it's Miami, no income tax. Hmm. He could make a shitload of money down there. To but say, he could also die. He could also die. Because you're talking about a guy who can't move in an offensive line that's not great. But how fitting would it be for him to play New England, beat them twice a year, and be the one that holds them out of the playoffs. I mean, it would be funny, but I don't. See I, I don't think it. Ha- I don't I think, think that happens. I think it's either New England or I think it's the Chargers. I. I don't see people are saying like Indy. I don't see Indy like. 
I think it's either New England or it's LA. I think yeah, that's it. And I think that's fair. I think where players are now trending so much in the NBA and the NFL, I think you're going to start seeing these players starting to want to migrate to LA, Miami, New York, maybe even Chicago, like these bigger scenes. Where they can brand themselves yes, a little better. Because that's kind of the way it's all going now, is brand. Right. So I, I think Tom Brady could definitely boost an already huge brand if he went to LA. I personally think he stays in New England. I think he signs like one or two year deal. Yeah, I can see that. Two years makes sense because then he breaks the record for the longest stretch with one team, too. Mm-hmm. He breaks Hansen's record. Did you know that? I did not. Jason Hansen holds the NFL record 21 for years? 21 years in a row with the Lions. Brady would have 22 with the Patriots oh, if he stays two more years. Time. Just give, give us the Lions one Just record. give me something. Oh, wait. The Lions have one record that they can never lose. You, you shut your mouth. Hey, they didn't win a game. Not my fault. That's true. So okay. let's get into the Lions. So You heard my theory on the number three pick. So you're thinking they're trading back. They, I think, let's put it this way, they have to trade back. You think so? If Chase Young is not there at three, they have to trade back. Yeah. They cannot. They, you, Isaiah Simmons is too high there. Okuda's terrible there. I just don't like Derek Brown there. You know, there's one offer I saw, and I agree with you. I, I think if Chase Young is not there, you take and listen to every single offer because somebody's going to want to jump up there to take Tua, mm-hmm. possibly Herbert. Like, somebody's going to jump. Like somebody, somebody's somebody's that somebody has to, the Raiders make sense. They have two first round picks. I the one I was really interested in is the Dolphins. Is I thought they have two first also. They have three. They have three first? Yeah. Oh my damn. So the the trade I saw was like the Lions third pick and then like their fourth rounder. And they would end up getting the fifth, the 29th, the 34th, and like the 120th. And then, like, a pick next season. And they need players. And they need players. I think that would be fine. And I think then you could justifiably take an Isaiah Simmons or you could take a Jeff Okuda there. Mm-hmm. I think. You said what was nine? What's that? Where were they at? Five. Five. Oh, it's only two spots back? It's two spots. I think at, I think if Miami comes out with that offer. Personally, I'm not an Okuda fan. You see, and the only. Th- I would take Okuda over Simmons because the only thing that worries me about Simmons is that if we're talking that we're going to fire Patricia this upcoming season. What what is Simmons' natural position? I mean, nobody knows. Well, he that, can play anywhere. Well, and that's the thing, though, is that that's yeah, he fits kind of that style of New England where I'm going to put you all over the field. But that makes me nervous though, because if you don't get the right coach that can use that, yeah. you just wasted a pick. That's that's fair. And I mean, it's another Kyle Van Noy situation. Yeah, I mean. He gets straight to the Patriots, and he's an absolute god now. Not a god, but you know what I mean. Shocking how that happens. Yeah. So, no, I I think there's – like you said, if Chase Young is gone by the time of three, you – You've got to take something. You've got to trade back. Because you don't take a a corner at three. You don't take Simmons at – you don't take a linebacker at three. The only other name that is mildly interesting to me is Derek Brown. But to me, the only – the only way you're taking a tackle at three is if it's Aaron Donald reincarnated. Right. And he's not. I just don't see that. They're saying he's more along the lines of Sue. Right. And which, yeah, Sue was incredible in Detroit. But is he worth – is he worth a three? Is he worth number three? I can't see it there. Five, I'd feel way better. Yeah, I'd feel more comfortable with that. Um, Plus, it helps your cat space. Yeah, well, yeah, Stafford restructured his contract, which 
this year is good, but if you want to get rid of Stafford. So no, another thought is, is there a thought on a quarterback? You know, I, I've, I've seen Mel Kuyper say the Lions could legitimately hate to a three. And why? And like, if you're in win-now mode, which they are. You need more pieces there. Yeah, why are you taking Why are you taking a project? Especially when there's next year's class is going to be good. Mm-hmm. There's some late-round steals potentially now that mm-hmm. Fromm has declared. Mm-hmm. And Eason's down there. I, if Eason... If, you if got Jordan Love out there, too. Oh, I don't know. If, no, thank you. No? no Nothing to do with Jordan Love? I, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> I don't think so at all. Maybe it's just me, but... No. But no, Jordan Love, not Jordan Love, from Eason. Like you said, Herbert could, Herbert, Herbert could slide. The combine will tell you a lot, too. And oh, you yeah. got to get Tua's medicals back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you would think that he's already got some kind of feedback. To I think save. they said he's expecting a full recovery. Well, right, but it's hips. You know, I mean, the NFL will they'll say what they think about it, too. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. The Lions will fuck it up like they always do. And they'll take. They'll okay. take. Devonta Smith instead of Jerry Judy because that just they didn't get more talented or something. I don't know. You shut your mouth. That's Lions. You're gonna things. will it to happen. That's Lions things. That's what they do. Okay. Killing so. it. Kill All right. What else we got on the NFL before we get to college basketball? No. Uh, 2020 Lions. Patricia's last season. The Ford family flat out told him and Quinn playoffs are bust. Which. When you look at our schedule next year, it kind of looks more like bust. I haven't looked at it as a bad. It, it's a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge. But if you have, for a team that is finishing at the third pick but that has led every single game this season, yeah. when you have third, third and fourth string players playing. That's very Lions, though. That is very Lions. In 0-16 season, they were, what, like, what, eight one-score games? Mm-hmm. It's very Lions. I've got this little piece of plastic. <laughs> he wants to kill me right now. Okay, do we have anything else in the NFL? Do you want to wrap it up we'll for now? Talk a little more next week on it. Okay, we're going to get into some college basketball here for a few minutes. Okay, so like I said, we're going to do a little bit of college basketball here. It's now kind of our... Uh, our main going to be our main topic going forward is obviously that's the big the big thing right now, and uh, so last weekend obviously was the first game of this rivalry Michigan Michigan State in East Lansing. Cassius Winston goes off and accounts for fifty points. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State's eighty nine, I think that they yeah. scored thirty two. And nine, I think, is what it was. Anyway, you put it, it was career high in, in points. The dude was unconscious. Yeah. He, anything he threw up, he made. And he just once again continued to do what he does and just controlled the game at his speed. I mean, yeah. the big knock on him has always been he's not very athletic, but he still finds a way to manipulate the game to do exactly what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a situation Michigan, Isaiah Livers doesn't play, and you can see it because there were spots where guys had the ball in the corner where he would normally be standing and either A, didn't shoot a three or completely missed a three. You're talking about a 50% three-point shooter, so that would have made a huge difference in yeah. that game. And it just, in Michigan fought. And they kept it close. They got it to within eight, two different times in the second half. It just you can tell they don't have the horses in that game to keep up with livers down. They were playing guys that they aren't used to playing. And mm-hmm. when Cassius is playing like that, 
it, it's hard. It's hard to beat Michigan anybody. State. Yeah. And the knock on them all year has been they haven't been able to make threes, and you get two threes from Gabe Brown, two threes from Kyle Arns, you get a mm-hmm. three from Marcus Bingham. I mean, if they're making shots when Cassius is distributing like that and he's scoring all those points, this is this is why they were preseason number one. Is yeah. what these last two games against Illinois and Michigan. That's why. Mm-hmm. Is, is so. It'll be interesting to see if they can maintain it. I mean, that's. It, it looks like Cassius Winston is having fun again. Yeah. After everything that happened with his brother. Yeah, that, that all the reports were that he just didn't want to play. He didn't want to be there. He didn't yeah. want anything to do with basketball. And you get it. You understand that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah, natural. Like that is. It's natural for anybody to feel that way. So, if he does, then the ceiling, the sky's limit for this yeah. team. Um, if they don't continue to make threes, then they could lose to the Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. But all in all, Michigan game I wasn't overly disappointed with Michigan's performance because, like I said, with Livers out, this team is still. Restructuring themselves into what Jawan Howard wants. I mean, I think the start of the year got expectations a little too high for Michigan fans because you go to the Bahamas and you beat North Carolina, who now doesn't look as good. Yeah. And then you you beat Gonzaga, who is good. Oh, it's very very good. But it's just you know you caught lightning in a bottle there. Still think they're an easy tournament team, but mm-hmm. they, they just they have grow. They're going to have growing pains this year. That's that's going to happen. Well, I think one of the things you're seeing. Now is Juan Howard's ability to recruit. Oh, buddy. That dude is, if he keeps recruiting the way he is and he gets results from those recruits, Michigan becomes a basketball school. It's, uh, we'll get to, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a few minutes because there's, there's more rumblings going yeah. on through there. You know, and for me, this, this Michigan State game is exactly what you said it is. That's why they were ranked preseason number one. That's why. Um, just Cassius and Xavier Tillman playing out of their minds again, just feeding off of each other, which is huge. Yeah. And I mean, and you start getting those those role players, you know, Henry, Gabe Brown, you get those guys in there and start getting them involved and letting them start hitting shots. Yeah, they're, they're going to be tough to beat. The still what scares me, though, is the fact that they, like you said, between those two 50-some points, you shut that down, mm-hmm. this is a completely different game. Or if Cassius has a bad shooting night. Or if Cassius, yeah. I mean, there's so many variables to that. Yeah. I do think one of the the positives I, I do like so far about this Michigan State team, and it, it's funny, and it's Foster Lawyer, I feel like if you let him shoot and he gets confident and he gets the looks, he could be a potential game changer for you. I just don't think that kid's a Big Ten basketball player. No, I just I don't see it with him. I really don't. Kind of reminds me of Drew Neitzel a little bit. Oh, he's nowhere near that good. No? You don't think <laughs> Drew Neitzel was a stud. Drew Neitzel was a stud. I don't I don't see it. I could be way wrong, but we'll see. We got we got plenty left. I mean, and that's one thing that we said. You know, when the season started and in Michigan went off to their role, that you know it's a long season. And like you said, Michigan is going to be in the tournament. I think they're going to be a team that's going to make a run in the tournament. Because I think Ron Howard is – he's still learning how to coach. Sure. I mean, it's not like he coached the local high school basketball team. Like, he went from retired to Michigan. Yeah. And, I mean, he's learning. And I I think he is going to be – an extremely good hire. I think he's going to be another beeline for you guys. I think he could potentially be better. 
Yeah, like you said with the recruiting. I mean, right now the, the, the recruiting class sits at number four in the country. And there was Jerry Meyer just put in a crystal ball today for Josh Christopher, a five-star kid out of California who gets compared to Kobe Bryant and mm-hmm. the way he plays the game to Michigan. And then that Greg Brown kid out of Texas, basically what I've been hearing is, just reading through the tea leaves, that if Shaka Smart gets fired from Texas, then he wants to go to Michigan. And he's taking an official visit. Mm-hmm. So if, if he lands both of them, I don't know how the hell they do it scholarship-wise, but if he lands both of them, that class figures out to be the number one class in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, the talent that he's pulling in is ungodly. Well, and it and it's such a smart move for Michigan, and and that just their boosters and the AD and everything. That's such a good move to bring in Juwan Howard because he's got those connections to LeBron, D Wade. Everybody remembers that banana boat team. Yeah, and like that is so smart. Plus, everybody just says that everybody loves him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good dude. He's hit home runs on every press conference mm-hmm. he's done. He, they said that he hasn't had a bad press conference yet. Well, and the fact that it's one of your biggest rivals, yeah. and you come out and no disrespect, there's no shots, there's nothing. It's just it's respect. Yeah. I think that's great. Yep. I think that's something that needs to happen a little bit more instead of trying to get these sound bites and clickbait and all that bullshit. Yeah. But no, I I'm, I mean, it, it's exciting right now for Michigan, Michigan State basketball. So this week is an interesting week for them. They both play Thursday and they both play Sunday. Thursday, they're both at home. Sunday, they're both on the road. And they alternate opponents this week. So Thursday, Michigan's at home against Purdue. And Michigan State's at home versus Minnesota. And then Sunday, you flip-flop it. Michigan goes to Minnesota. And Michigan State goes to Purdue. And the Big Ten on the road this year has been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only two road wins, I think, in the Big Ten. Michigan State has one, and I think there was one other I think Michigan one. State has them both. No. Sure. Oh. Because they, they beat Michigan, they beat Illinois, and they beat Rutgers at home. And they beat Northwestern on the road. I think it was Wisconsin at Ohio State, if I remember correctly. Because they beat Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But uh, So that would be interesting. Purdue is a team that can't score very much, but mm-hmm. plays very good defense. Mackey's a tough place to play. It's been kryptonite for Izzo the last few years. Mm-hmm. So I could see both teams going one and one yeah. this week, winning on the road, or winning at home, losing on the road. I think... It's a better chance for Michigan to go 2-0 than, than Michigan State because going to Mackey's hard. Mm-hmm. But going to Minnesota is a little bit easier. Yeah. So My thought, it would be a de- decent week, though. Both teams can't af- you can't afford to lose games at home at this point. No, so. no. It, yeah, it's, at this point in the season, you cannot because now you're going to start thinking about Big Ten tourney seating. Yeah, so we'll see how the week plays out, and we'll be doing a little bit more college basketball as it goes on. So, I don't know. Do you got anything else here? Or? No, I uh, just... Thanks, everybody, for waiting us out. Welcome us in for 2020. Uh, I don't have much. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, Go green. Go blue.